2: Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan, our Titans reporter that does everything for us, uh, for the Titans at A to Z sports.com as well. We are Nashville's on-demand sports.network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline and more great uh, continuous Titans content on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. So make sure you follow us there. At A to Z Sports across our platforms. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you, like Wilson County Hyundai. Make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Your Health Plans, get better with Farm Your Health Plans. That means better coverage rates and service at FBHP.com slash ATOZ. The Aura app, keeping us safe online and keeping you safe with a two-week free trial with our link only aura.com/slash/atoz and Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in the mid states at Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro online at KrebsKubota.com. So, Sam, uh, you have been you filled in for Buck, uh, who is on his staycation uh, right now during the Titans' bye week on Sunday night primetime. And then you did your Titans at two on Tuesday at two instead of Monday at two because of the London travel. And so Zach and I have talked a lot the last couple of days about the Ryan Tannehill injury, the situation the Titans are in. And now we have the full go opportunity to discuss Malik Willis and Will Levis, who should the Titans roll with um, moving forward with Ryan Tannehill's injury, a couple of, couple of housekeeping notes. So we will have a Docs Talk show. Me and Sam will talk to Dr. Jeff Watson, their foot and ankle specialist, today at the Bone and Joint Institute. Uh, I'm going to say noon. Noon is when that will go live. So Sam and I will have that conversation. I'm excited to talk to to Jeff uh, about that. Dr. Watson uh, helped us out with Derek Henry's Jones fracture uh, injury uh, two seasons ago and had a lot of interesting conversation. Dr. Watson helped me out with my plantar fasciitis uh, last summer, so I, I he's good. He's good at what he does, and uh, so I'm excited for that conversation at noon uh, today Central Time. But uh, before we dive in and get everybody all hot and bothered with this, we do have some other news that I think is uh, a big time positive. Uh, so I'm going to get to that here in a second. Uh, but this is for you guys. Uh, I am rocking this A to Z Sports Nashville shirt. Sam is rocking our A to Z Sports hat. Um, And our merch that we've had is moving. We're having to make some changes. We're going through a transition period. So our merch is moving, which means that whatever we don't sell by the end of October, me and Zach have to store at our houses. And that's something that we don't want to do. So what are we going to do? How about we go 40% off? (laughs) So 40% off all of our merch at our website, shop.a-to-zsportsnashville.com. That's 40% off all of our merch Uh, Right now, we got hats, we got shirts, polos, pullovers. Uh, So, 40% off right there. I'm going to paste the link right now. Um, So, please buy our stuff so I don't have to put it in my home office. And so, Zach doesn't have to put it somewhere in his, uh, I don't know what Zach's uh, space storage space would be. So, please, please, please buy it all out. We've got extra smalls. So, hey. Get stuff for your kids, please. Uh, So that is my plea to you. Uh, 40% off all of our merch at shop.adazesportsnashville.com. I also just dropped uh, the Shopify link in the chat there. So uh, do that. Yeah, Bork says, holy deal, Batman. Uh, Steven says, at this deal, we're practically giving stuff away. Uh, Titans Kyle says, I'll wait for the 70% off sale. Nope, this is it. It's 40%. We did the math. This is what we're going to do. This is the 40%. This is the deal that we're going to do. So uh, look, some things are low in stock in certain sizes. Uh, So again, Sam, you've got the gear. Uh, I did send you a a pullover yesterday. And so you've got that coming. The hats are great. Uh, So there you go. I feel like I get
3: comments about the hat all the time of people wondering, like, where can I get my A to Z sports hat on the shop? And I was actually... To go along with the chat about, uh, you know, what kind of a deal 40% off is, I was scrolling through and I was like, whoa, like that's a shockingly – you remember the wow, that's a low price commercial? Yes. Yeah, that was kind of what I was doing, scrolling through uh, shop.a-to-zsports.com. Wow, that's
2: a low price. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I
3: was was
2: stunned. (laughs) I was stunned. Yeah, so please, uh, please buy our stuff because I do not want it. Uh, Danny says I have a hat, need to get a shirt. Uh, yep. What brand are the hats? I have no idea, Sam. Can you look and see what the brand is of, on the hat that you're wearing uh, or is yeah. your hair all jacked up? You want to hide the, the hat hair behind Port it. Port
3: Authority.
2: Yeah. They're good hats. They are yeah, good. No, they're
3: nice. This is like a nice, like stitching, like very solid, uh, fits. Well, some hats, like you got to worry, especially with like the trucker variety that they'll like be a little like too, Concave on the top, and then mm-hmm. they make you look like you just got like this tiny, like smushed head. Uh, no, this one's a nice, like, it's solid. It sits in a nice, solid spot. Yeah. Uh,
2: Trey says the weathered A to Z logo on the gray T is fire. Absolutely. I'll show it again one more time. We've got uh T shirts, long sleeves, short sleeves, pullovers Quarter zips,
3: too. The, the quarters, the quarter's it, it, man. Also, I, so, you know, a little behind the scenes here. I mentioned on Titans at two. My parents were in town this past weekend. Oh. Um, and my dad brought me his golf clubs. I I we did like the classic. My dad gets the upgraded pair of golf clubs. I get his pair from like a year a year ago or a year and a half ago. A year ago.
2: He's getting I, he's getting I, I
3: don't I don't know what it was. But but either way, big upgrade for me in the golf club department. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to uh, you know, be making quite a few trips to the golf course this fall. And I'm jacked up to where my A to Z quarter zip to the golf course. Uh that's kind of I've got my Lululemon pants and my A to Z sports quarter zip. That's going to be the go-to golf outfit. So
2: there you go. Yeah, a little Love behind it. the Love scenes it. there. All right. So please shop A to Z sports uh, to buy our stuff. So it's not in my house. Okay. So uh, let's get to this. Uh, Mike Rabel discussed um, both quarterbacks after. Uh, his press conference on Monday, and how about the professional on me? Forgot to upload the video, so now I spent all this time talking about merch. Please buy our stuff, and <laughs> I'm going to show this one more time uh, while I allow the video to upload that I need to play. So please uh, buy our, our our merch. Curator, I'm literally ordering the gray long sleeve right now. Uh, I will up. say, I will say, they run a little big, right? So I am a large shirt. I'm a large shirt. I wear mediums in our stuff. I just want to say that for full disclosure. Now, some of it will shrink. So beware of that too. So if you're playing the game, you want to know what you want, because I love the stuff. Uh, and so make sure that you do the sizes the correct way. And we have extra smalls, so get your kids stuff.
3: Well, I'll say too, I don't think I've ever had an issue. I, I'm normally like a weird fit where I'm like, do I go XL? Do I go 2XL? Do I, like I I don't know what size to go. I've never had a problem with it. I usually like okay, you no, know, maybe it's just that, me. I, hey, I, I'm real.
2: a I'm a weird fit too. So yeah, I'll, fair. All right, all right. now spin off time. The Mike Vrabel video is loaded. So here was Mike Vrabel on Monday discussing uh how Malik Willis played. And then the plan going into the bye week for both of these backup quarterbacks. Did yesterday when he came in, and where have you seen improvement from him on the practice field?
1: Well, I think that there there was some improvement. Um, you know, I think that's a tough spot. You know, we we hit it down there in, in the goal line, and just the the operation of where we were down two scores, not having um, you know the timeouts, and just needing to know like just. Not taking a sack and not having to hold on to that ball at just the time is is critical. So I think that that's and you know, that's tough to evaluate. You know, I think he could have probably, you know, gotten rid of the football or, you know, tried to find, you know, somebody a, a little quicker. But you know, I think that uh, it was good to see him get us off to a good start. You know, with with the keeper and then, you know, obviously finding Tajay and, and getting the ball out of his hand. Um, so just not a whole lot of, you know. Work outside of just that situation. You want do you Malik get- and Will to uh, you clear everybody out for the buy, or do you want them to stay behind, maybe, and you know, do a little boning up and getting ready? I don't know what boning up means. <laughs> yeah, study. Oh, studying! I'm sure that they're they're they're, they're studying uh, every day that they go home. I, I'm positive of that. I've seen those guys handle the game plan and be prepared and know the opponent.
3: Terry McCormick, man.
1: <laughs> I had to keep
2: I had to keep the boning up thing because that was just too funny. But so, so Sam, <laughs> uh you haven't really responded. Well, I haven't heard you respond outside of primetime and Titans at two, but I, I think Mike Vrabel with a fairly accurate uh you know explanation, not explanation, but accurate statement discussing how he thought Malik Willis played in spot duty, tough spot, down two scores on the road in London uh, in the fourth quarter.
3: Yes. Honestly, I, I, I don't know how much I agreed with, with Mike here. Oh, um, okay. it, so, I mean, I like, yes, it, it is a challenging spot to be thrust into that scenario um, down and, and all of the things that he mentioned, but that is also what the backup quarterback job is, is it, like, Hey, can you go and still operate our offense in a way that gives us a chance to win? Um, Suddenly, and go in there and and be prepared to go and run it. And, and so, those mistakes that Malik Willis made, and I'm sure we'll get more into some of like the you know not throwing the ball, not take taking some sacks, uh, and and what all that looked like. I don't think I can just write those off as like oh tough spot, uh, because I think part of the situational football that you have to play in that scenario is something that you can judge Malik on. So. I put a little bit more stock into it, I think, than the head coach sounds like he did. It sounds like Mike was pretty quick to just say, you know, a tough scenario, hard to judge him off of it. Whatever. Um, I think it. I think it showed me a little bit more than than he's letting on there.
2: Yeah, and I think my stance is that Malik Willis still struggles with get rid of the football on time. He's he has to see it before he throws it, type of uh, quarterback, and that doesn't fly in the NFL. And I thought James Foster. Uh, had a great comment we played. If you want to go watch that A to Z sports film room uh, on our website, A to Z sports.com in the film room tab or YouTube channel, A to Z sports film room, James Foster, incredible job. He had a comment about Malik overestimates his athletic ability at times, which is what you see with Liberty to the NFL. That's, you know,
3: I thought, yeah, I think that's totally accurate. And, and so I, the thing here that I think it's important, right? If Malik comes out in that, possession down two scores looking to make something happen and he throws an interception because he's pushing the ball down the field I don't put that on his head I I, I don't go oh Malik threw a pick like look, same old Malik whatever no because you're trying to make something happen and that is a tough spot
2: mm-hmm. but I do
3: think there is some situational things with like not throwing the ball when you know you can't take a sack or you know you can't just, like, scramble for four yards and let the clock tick, uh, that I can fault him for. So it, it is different, and, and nobody's questioning. It wasn't an easy spot for Malik right. to be in. Um So yeah, there's a lot of nuance here. A lot of detail here. And 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 Nicholas
2: Petit Frere was terrible in several spots. And and both
3: of those things can be true at the same time. And so I think there's a lot of really interesting nuance with judging Malik's performance. And then how much do you take away from Malik's performance if you're looking at a game against the Falcons with two weeks to prepare um, and a kind of a completely different scenario?
2: Yeah, for sure. All right, now let's get to Mike Vrabel about Will Levis because you heard there Vrabel at saying that both guys are gonna uh, bone up during the bye week and study all they can. Uh, you know <laughs> that Terry McCormick question just still, still funny. But now let's. Uh, uh, Vrabel was asked, "What have you learned about Will Levis since the season has started? Because it's been a while since we've seen Will Levis take anything meaningful live snap." But first, let me tell you guys about our sponsor, Aura, who can keep you safe online. Aura is phenomenal at what they do. I signed up with Aura back in April when we started our partnership, actually before we started our partnership, so I could figure out what it was about. And in five or six days, Aura identified 30 data brokers who are profiting from selling my information to telemarketers and spammers. And in those five or six days, they identified and removed them from my life. And that's a big deal. Spam calls are annoying. We all know that. Junk emails that you just have to constantly mindless delete through your email inbox. The things you never signed up for are annoying. And I feel like whenever I unsubscribe to an email list, I get subscribed to a dozen more lists that I don't want. Well, Aura handles all of that for you. With our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z, you get a two-week free trial. So first in your two weeks, get rid of the data brokers that are pestering in your life, that you don't want those data brokers selling your information. Protect your information with Aura. Then you get into password protection and management, identity theft and cre- uh, credit monitoring, as well as parental controls for your kids on the Wi Fi. So, aura.com slash ATOZ, that's the link to use for a two week free trial. Once again, aura.com slash ATOZ.
3: Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That's a second chance to win big up to $1,500 when you get with BetMGM and use the bonus code A-T-O-Z Sports. So whether it's a college football game this weekend, another NFL pick you might have, or uh, Major League Baseball playoffs with the ALCS and NLCS both uh, underway and uh, having a lot of fun there are the Phillies and Rangers fans right now. Uh, but if you're trying to get in on the action, get in with the king of Sportsbooks books and use that bonus code. It's a T O Z sports on the king of Sportsbooks books, bet MGM um, and Austin. If you'll allow me to sure before you play this video,
2: before we get to Vrabel on will Levis's improvements in season. Right?
3: I just, because this we'll, we'll let this conversation die, but I need to uh, address some, some slander. Okay. from the chat here because i'm getting cooked uh well mark says i look like a medium uh i've got sean saying sam you don't wear no 2xl uh i've got 2xl really i've got you guys both look like a medium and i just want to know what's so hard to believe about the fact that i wear 2xl in clothing
2: I'd see. I think. I don't think. I I know you. I see you in person often. Like I I do find it hilarious that people think that they have a representation of our size by seeing us from from yeah. shoulders up. <laughs> yeah. That they're like, oh, I know exactly how tall you are. What your your shirt size is. Your suit jacket size. I I do find that entertaining. But no, Sam, you're like everybody else too.
3: I wear an XL. Sometimes I go to XL because I like to wear I, I like to wear some like more like loose-fitting stuff. I like a little bit of an overfit sometimes. Quit quit trying to yeah, quit trying to roast me. And let's see what we got. Somebody says, Sam's very touchy about his size, guys. I am. Devin, hand up. I am. Because listen, I do not put in the work that I put in oh, to be yeah, yeah. to be called a sh- medium from Collarbone up by the chat. This is a very sensitive subject. Absolutely. Because I used to be a medium and I'm not anymore. Thank you very much, Devin.
2: Yes. Uh hey, Nika. Ha- how about this? Uh Nika. Thank you, Nika. Nika, I have met Nika in several opportunities there you at go. events. Uh, y'all are not small by any means. So thank you. I, I'm, f- I'm all five eleven, 185 pounds. And thank you. And, and I wear larges because I have shoulders, Sam, I wear medium sometimes because I don't want to have uh, a parachute shirt on either too. So, Hey, oh, see, so, I
3: like that. I like that a little bit. I don't
2: because I I'm too broad to wear shirts that are too big because then it doesn't show off. The work that I'm putting into it. Hey, it's a
3: sleeper build, man. Sleeper build. You yeah, can, right. You got it's a, it's like a pump cover. I
2: don't know. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now back to the, back to Will Levis, who is also uh, a very fit individual. Uh, so Mike, Mike Rabel on Will Levis and what uh, improvement he has shown uh, since the preseason injury in Minnesota joint practices.
1: For Will and, and can't cost you evaluation of him and then. What have you been able to figure out about him since then? Since, since the season started, well, that was um, you know those preseason reps are are critical, um, but have also you know seen some really good practice reps, seen seen stuff through camp, and then uh, just didn't feel like it was the you know didn't feel like he was ready to, to go into to games under those circumstances. Um, you know, seen a com- a more comfortable player just a more comfortable person, a rookie, you know, it's a unique, unique situation and coming in this league as a quarterback with an existing quarterback with a you know player in his second year. That's unique, and I think he's handled that well. I think you know, his comfort level and just being around here has, has improved.
3: Interesting. Um, so, Austin, I'm curious to know what you think or what your interpretation of this is. What do you think he means when he says, I I didn't think he was ready to go into games under those circumstances?
2: I I think it's, it, it's exactly what I said. I think it was yesterday the day before when I was having a conversation with Zach is that, you know, Malik Willis won the backup job by default because Will Levis only had the one game in the preseason and did not get much joint practice work because, of the Minnesota situation and leaving uh, those practice early practices early. Zach mentioned that he thought they were being very cautious with Levis's injury, which I could agree with. And that's fine because the goal is you're not trying to push Will Levis through something. You are going to have him on the roster as a third guy. And the only way he can play in a game in a break glass in case of emergency moment is if both Tannehill and Malik get hurt. And that's an unlikely situation.
3: Yeah. Listen, the, the only thing that I have a, a question about is if they didn't believe Will Levis was like ready to play in a game at the beginning of the season and through the first, however many five weeks or whatever it's been here, six weeks, why is he ready now? Because I I don't, you just, you haven't seen anything from him. So like Vrabel, is sitting there saying, "No, oh, he's more comfortable or whatever. We've seen some good practice reps. These guys are hardly taking practice reps. No, I mean, they throw sure. into a net like five all right, let times. Me, let
2: me just, because I, I think that's fair for you and, and others to question, why would he be ready now? Well, I, I think one, you would cause like what week one, right? Week one was the time that we're like, all right, let's see who's designated as emergency quarterback. And there was no reason why you would have put in Levis over Malik. It was almost like seniority, right? Because of the injury in the preseason and then week two, week three, week four, week five, week six, still nothing was there to cause or create the change to move Levis over Malik to be active on game day and not be the third break glass in case of emergency quarterback. So would you know this, Sam, if week, Four against uh, the Bengals. All of a sudden, Levis was the quarterback two, and Malik was inactive, but emergency quarterback designated. Everybody, oh, oh, what's oh, Malik's not good in practice. Levis is great in practice. What is it? It would have just cr- like created a firestorm for no reason. And sure. I think the irony of the timing of Tannehill getting hurt, going into a bye week ahead of a home game against a team that is beatable is the fascinating part of the conversation that we haven't really seen Levis do anything of significance in over two months now. And now it's like, all right, how much has he done? I I, I don't know this for a fact, but if you watch the QB quarterback doc on Netflix, these guys do stuff outside of, the facility and Vrabel talked about the stuff they do after practice. We'll talk, we hear from Charles here in a little bit, uh, doing stuff on Mondays extra. So they do work outside of just what their roles are in the facility. So I, you know, obviously there's opportunity for both of them to gain experience and to, and to progress. It's just hard to prove progress in practice.
3: Yeah, which I think is part of my uh, – just part of the questions that I think we need to ask here. And I, I saw some people in the chat saying like, well, it makes sense now because there's two weeks to prepare. And I agree with that. Like if there's a time to put Levis in, it's with two weeks to prepare building up. That seems like the easiest transition possible. But when you say things as the head coach like we didn't feel like he had was ready to go into games – through the first however many weeks, I have to question, like, well, why now when, quite frankly, he throws about 10 balls every practice and that's his practice day because you don't give many reps as the third string. And and so I'm not saying Will Levis is or isn't ready for that or that they should or shouldn't play him. I'm just trying to, uh, you know, take a peek under the curtain here, peek under the hood and figure out what the Titans are actually thinking about Will Levis at this point in time and where they are because you heard Mike Vrabel talk about Malik Willis and quite frankly was a little bit more positive than I thought he was going to be about Malik Willis. And so that leaves me wondering, you know, where their head is at uh, if Ryan Tannehill can't go.
2: All right. So let's go ahead and ask this question. Who would you rather see the Titans roll with at quarterback? Who would you rather see the Titans roll with at quarterback, Malik or Levis? Who would you rather see – the Titans roll with at quarterback between Malik Willis or Will Levis. But first, Sam, tell everybody uh, about our great friends at the Bone and Joint Institute, who we'll be talking to later today.
3: Yep, the Bone and Joint Institute, who we're talking to uh, on an episode of Doc Talk later today. And you will hear, if you listen to that Doc Talk, uh, just how good the Bone and Joint Institute is. You don't want to fumble on your recovery. And they have experts that you can trust for good care uh, and great, great knowledge, great insight who care about you. Go visit them at their state-of-the-art rehab facility out in Franklin and schedule an appointment with them at BoneAndJointTN.org. Their facility has everything all under one roof from clinic to rehab to surgery to testing. It's all there at the Bone & Joint Institute. No driving all over Middle Tennessee to hit your different appointments. Just go one-stop shop. For all of the care that you need, with the Bone and Joint Institute, don't fumble on your recovery.
2: And with BetMGM, I, I told you yesterday. I'll tell you again. BetMGM is throwing the biggest big game party you could possibly dream of. You want to be on the invite list for that party in Las Vegas? Uh is giving away fifty-eight total weekly prize packages to lucky players who bet at least one hundred dollars on pro football. So every week. You bet at least $100 on pro football and you have a chance to score a three-night stay at the MGM Grand, $1,000 for travel, $500 for food and beverage credit, and an invite to the exclusive watch party with BetMGM. And if you win the grand prize, you'll get the ultimate trip to Vegas and two tickets for the game in Vegas. That's BetMGM's big game party, the biggest game party. So Touchdown in Vegas is where to go. BetMGM.com slash Touchdown in Vegas. For more info, BetMGM and GameSense reminds you to play responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new existing customer offer. All promotions, to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issue knowledge novel job of bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem, game of sport, call Tennessee Redline Line 800-889-9789. So, Sam, I'll send you the chat here in a second. But, yeah, Doc Talk with Dr. Jeff Watson, foot and ankle specialist at uh, the Bone & Joint Institute, coming up at noon Central Time about Ryan Tannehill's ankle trying to learn uh, how the tightrope surgery from a year ago impacts this particular injury situation for the Titans starting quarterback. So now who would you rather the Titans roll with at quarterback Malik Willis or will Levis uh, during Tannehill's absence? Sam, the chat is yours.
3: Uh, Balthazar says Levis. Micah says Levis. Jacqueline says Malik Levis from Rooney and Eddie and memory mix. We've got a Malik from Rambo. We've got Levis from Darius, Clay, Steven, Lone Walker. We've got a uh, Mr. Wrong says Levis. John says Levis. So does Jaron. Steven says Willis. Uh, Ed says Malik Willis. Levis from Eric. Levis from Gene. Uh, Curtis wants to know why we're surprised he was positive on Malik. And uh, I'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, but We've got uh, Andrew believes Levis. Uh, Devin wants me to play quarterback for the Titans, which you know, sign me up. I'll take a I'll take a one week contract for the whatever the guys on the practice squad make. That's what I'll mm-hmm. I'll take. Um, Pistol Ramsey says Levis. Mark says Levis. Danny says Levis. Uh, so does Titan South. So does Linwood. Chris says Malik Willis by far. Curtis is on Malik. Uh, Caleb says Levis because he's already seen Willis. Top tier says Malik. Uh, Raz says Malik. We've got uh, Jody on Willis. Darren on Willis. Jeremy on Willis. Yuri's on Levis. Another Malik. Malik with a short leash. It kind of split. I'd say the majority goes to Will Levis here. Um, but continue. The majority to-
2: Will Levis.
3: Yeah, but continue to surprise me, Austin, with, the contingent of Titans fans and how many Titans fans uh, are still down to ride with Malik Willis at quarterback.
2: Yeah. What do you think? I want you to go first.
3: Will Levis. Um, hands down. <laughs> like Hands down. I, I would. Yeah, it's time. Now I don't have much doubt about this. Like I've been, a have been a Will Levis guy since they drafted him. Like I, I think his fit in this offense Could be very, very, very good, especially with how well he uh, does in play action, uh, especially with his arm strength, his ability to fit balls into tight windows. I like that he's not afraid to take shots. I like that he has good athleticism to escape the pocket, but doesn't rely on his athleticism the same way Malik does. I think that's really good for the Titans. Uh, I think you have a bad offensive line, a quarterback who doesn't want to throw the football and uh, a guy whose first response is flight instead of fight in Malik Willis in the pocket. And so I look at this and Malik Willis being sacked on 17 and a half percent of his career dropbacks. It's the second highest rate for a quarterback with 50 pass attempts in the last 30 seasons. This is not an offensive line thing. Is the Titans offensive line bad? Certainly. But when you start talking about a historic sack rate for Malik Willis, who's one bad game, one cup, like one game of being sacked away from being the most sacked quarterback in the last 30 seasons, there is something to do with the quarterback there, not to mention. So, so I, I believe Will Levis gives the Titans right now, the best chance to win. Over Malik Willis, not to mention the fact that you drafted him 33rd overall traded up to get him and your current general manager traded up to get him not John Robinson ran Carthon traded up to get him and was willing to trade into the first round to go get him. You've made an investment. I think if you ask anybody in the Titans building, there is no doubt in their mind right now that the plan is for Will Levis to be your quarterback next season. That is the Titans' plan, or at least it should be logically when you look at the moves that they made last offseason. To me, you take every chance you can to get that guy some experience in games and see what you have in him. I don't think there's a much better spot to do it than at home on an alumni weekend where the fans are going to be rocking and supporting against a mid-Atlanta Falcons team with... Basically zero expectations and two weeks to prepare. This is the time to roll with Will Levis, and if it's not now, I don't think it's ever in the twenty twenty three season.
2: All right, so I see Darren said the boo birds are coming too. Uh, talking about the Titans audience, uh, the fans at Nissan Stadium. It's not exactly like Falcons fans travel. Uh, especially if that's the, one of the shorter road trips for opposing fans either. Uh, I did want to get to a, a couple comments that I favorited too before I give my answer. Uh, Pastor Raymond says, this has the potential to divide the team and the fan base. Yeah, it does. I I, I think that is the duel that I, I put on the graphic for a reason is because Pastor Raymond is exactly correct. There is a duel. Now, th- here's a good thing. A lot was discussed and talked about how Malik and Will bonded and how and how they are friends. There's a mutual they respect. They both done a great
3: job. There's they a both.
2: good relationship there that is very, 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 very positive. That is an amazing thing, and you love to see that. You have to have that because, to be honest, if Ryan Tannehill misses a significant amount of time, they're going to need both of these guys, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, that's the situation that they're at. So. Um, you know, Skeptile gives a super chat, says, uh, can the Titans play Atlanta with Derrick Henry and Wildcat all game? Put Big Jeff in on the O-line and get some push too. Now, that's a funny comment, but I mean, I'm Ryan- will be
3: some Derrick and Wildcat. Yeah,
2: I mean, Derrick's only one touchdown pass away from tying for the team lead uh this season in touchdown passes. So, uh look, I- My answer to this question is also Will Levis- I think I've seen enough of Malik as a starter and I've seen enough as of Malik as a opportunity to be a long-term fix. I wanted Malik to be better against Baltimore. I changed my grade from a D minus in the post game show to a D plus plus after I saw James Foster's A to Z sports film room uh, and his breakdown on how bad NPF was. But to me, Malik struggled in college at things and he is continuing to struggle in the league with those things. And if you're bad in college at something, you're not going to be adequate at that in the NFL. Jake Locker. Great example. Oh, Jake Locker, all the tools, all this stuff, Washington. If he came out a year earlier, he would have been maybe the number one overall pick. But he went back for his senior year. Jake Locker's accuracy was bad in college. His accuracy was bad in the NFL. And Malik struggles to keep his eyes up when he's moving in college. And he's struggling to do the same thing in the NFL. I always, always will blame Hugh Freeze for part of this. Because Hugh Freeze's rules for Malik at Liberty were first read open, throw it. First read not open, run it. And that won Malik and Hugh Freeze a lot of games at Liberty to where Hugh Freeze is now the Auburn head coach. So Hugh Freeze, congratulations, you selfish, you know what. Uh, You got to where you wanted to be. But Malik Willis did not get to where he wanted to be. And so that is, there's a lot of blame there on what college coaches are doing for themselves and how that's creating issues in the pros. And that could be offensive line play. That's wide receivers. That's a lot of things in the league. Right. And so Malik struggles and Malik, I don't think will just all of a sudden wake up and be better. There was a play where he scrambled for the five yards um, in that game against the Ravens, the one where he slid down uh, on the left sideline. DeAndre Hopkins could not have been more wide open 15 yards down the field. And Malik had plenty of time after, look, made a great play. He escaped a sack. He escaped the sack. Ryan Tannehill would have been tackled three seconds before. But he escaped the sack. He ran for five yards. But when you zoom that out, Diop was waving his hands in the air like he's at a pit bull concert on the sideline with nobody within 20 yards of him. And Malik's got to be able to see that too. Yeah. And so that's where I think it's, it's, I think there's an opportunity for Will Levis to play. You drafted him in the second round the year after you drafted Malik. That was the first sign that the current Titans brass doesn't believe that Malik Willis is the answer right now or really anytime soon. When you draft a quarterback in this, after the first round, you only get four years, and now they're in year two of Malik, and they're trying to focus on the next four years of the other guy that you spend a bigger draft capital on. That's why I think Will Levis, they—that's who they should roll with in this opportunity.
3: Yeah, it's very—it's a mystery to me, fans that are still. And you're entitled to root for whatever you want to root for, hold out hope for whatever you want to. But I just, I think you're going to be disappointed time and time again if you're a Titans fan continuing to hold out hope for Malik Willis to be the long-term answer at quarterback. He was a third-round draft pick who was a project, who maybe had some, like, who had some physical tools as far as arm strength and speed to, like, potentially excel somewhere down the line. We saw him as a rookie. He was very bad. We didn't blame him as much for being very bad as a rookie because there was an understanding that this is not Malik in his final form. This is not the guy that is supposed to be ready down the line and the surrounding cast around him, not very good. We saw some signs of improvement in the preseason, but not always. I still think he had trouble throwing the ball at times. And now we're in year two and we're watching him play and still saying, get rid of the football, have better awareness of the situation there, You know, keep your eyes downfield, throw it to the open man. There's a lot that's still missing, it's too much that's still missing for a second-year quarterback. And then when you add in the fact that he's a third-round pick, that they benched him at the end of the season last year, that they drafted another quarterback in the offseason, I have, the ship has sailed for me, as you said, about Malik being the long-term answer. And if that is true, there's no reason not to go to Will Levis if you need somebody for a game now. Because on top of the fact that he might be your future, I stand by what I said. I think he gives you the best chance to win right now. Uh, Where Will 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 Levis throw some interceptions playing a full game? Probably. Yes, probably. I also think he might make some really big plays throwing the ball down the field with his arm in a way that Malik Willis wouldn't. Uh, and I think that is better for the Titans offense, better for the happiness of some of the players on their team. Uh, and, you know, just better all around for their current situation.
2: And, and I'll say this because people are saying, like, you know, I said Will Levis and I agreed that Sam with Sam that they should go with Will Levis. I didn't want the Will Levis draft pick. I didn't think that was smart. I thought it had been better off using that second round pick on another offensive lineman or a pass catcher that can help you out and help this year out and grow further. Because I also, I didn't think Will Levis was an automatic win. And I said this several times, Sam, to you and Jack and whoever else would hear me and Zach too, that if the Titans truly loved Will Levis as the future, they wouldn't have passed on him at 11. If you have have somebody that you believe in as a franchise quarterback then you do not pass on them and hope and pray that he is still there 21 22 picks later you don't you don't risk you don't risk that with a what you would think is a franchise quarterback they drafted Will Levis because he fell in the second round and they, the value increased on Will Levis but that still doesn't mean that you were all in on him being your franchise quarterback You know what an all in move on your franchise quarterback is the Houston Texans trading up 15 spots for Deshaun Watson, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs trading up 17 spots for Patrick Mahomes. Those are the, the Carolina Panthers moving from nine to one from Bryce Young for Bryce Young. Those are, I view this guy as my franchise quarterback type drafts, not Pass on him. All right, he's there. Let's move up from 41 to 33.
3: I slightly disagree with that, but I know yeah, it's do. a di- conversation for a different day.
2: And Mr. Wrong says, was Mahomes or Allen good in college?
3: Mahomes, so, yes. Allen, kind of.
2: I'll read you Patrick Mahomes passing yards in his two years as a full-time starter. His first year as a full-time starter, 4,600 yards passing. His second year, 5,000 passing yards in 12 games. So, yes. And he
3: had a game, I believe, the like famous o- yards. Oklahoma-Texas Tech game where him and Baker both had like 600, 700 yards and like seven yeah. touchdowns.
2: It was nuts. Absolutely nuts. All right, let's get to some super chats here because we've had some that have stacked up and also want to hear from Charles London and have a, our fact or fiction Uh, conversation too. But first I want to tell everybody about Krebs Kubota. Krebs Kubota, they should be your uh, preferred equipment provider in middle Tennessee. They've been doing it for over 18 years with the Krebs family name. They've expanded from just the Columbia store to now Murfreesboro and Franklin because of their great customer service success. Krebs Kubota is where you should turn. Why? Because they have the Kubota uh, line. That is the best equipment in the industry. The best warranties in the industry. Krebs Kubota is an elite Kubota dealer in Middle Tennessee and can help you out with whatever project you have around your home, your property, whatever it is, big or small. Christmas is coming up. Holiday gifts are a thing. If you want that on your list, go to Krebs Kubota and get it. Maybe you just have a rental need. They do that as well. Or if you want to buy the equipment, they can set you up and make that the right spot for you. Krebs Kubota.com is their website.
3: Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Place that wager and you have a second chance to win big if you use that bonus code. It's ATOZ Sports, and if your bet is between one and $1,500, uh, you can get that money back into your account even if you lose. And you use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. So make your next play with BetMGM and BetMGM.com. All
2: right, before we get to some Super Chats, because uh, people come in and out of the show, we might have missed our opening uh, plea to buy our stuff. All of our merch is 40% off, so you can get yours at shop.a-to-zsportsnashville.com. It's already there. You don't need a promo code. It's already slashed that price down, so 40% off all of our a to z sports merch at shop.a to z sports, uh, because we are in merch transition mode so we want to get rid of that stuff so me and zach don't have to have it at our houses all right super chats here on the question that we posed of uh, who would you rather the titans roll with at quarterback uh levis or willis Sam and I both answered with the rookie, Will Levis. Stevie just has a different question. Uh, how would you think Rand would grade Tim Kelly and Mike Vrabel so far this season? We can put that in our back pocket for hmm. bi-week con- content as well, Sam, if you want to do that. Uh, Andre says, people talk about the or... goal on Malik not going out of bounds it deserved. Why is no one talking about the brain-dead play call? Rand forces OC and DC change. It's this fingers was, crossed there.
3: This was interesting to me. Um, the play call was a pass. Was it not
2: when he ran out of bounds? There was a, there was an RPO. Not, he, he
3: didn't go out of bounds. I'm pretty sure he escaped pressure. Yeah. Ran left. And so like the play call was fine. It was I, I think that not- was
2: the same play where three guys were in the same area, which was not Tim Kelly's not calling three players to be in the same area from the two yard line. So that's that's kind of my thought. I on that. didn't have an
3: issue with the play call on that specific one. Um, and then, as far as this one is concerned, tough to say. And a very interesting question. I I don't I don't want to just like blow by it, Stevie. Uh, an interesting question that I think is difficult to answer, though. And so we might need to spend extensive time on it, like you said, and, yeah, and do sure. a more uh, detailed response about that.
2: Uh, Juan says, if I'm Levis, I don't think Malik is much competition for him. I mean, that could be Juan's uh, thought there. But, you know, he won the backup job out of camp, whether it was because Levis got hurt or whatever. That was the situation there. And then Kane says, let's be honest, Titans draft another quarterback within the next two years. Neither Malik or Levis is the QB to get the Titans to the Super Bowl. Tired of not being good enough, Deserve better, period. I, I, my opinion on these two quarterbacks is, yeah, I think the Titans probably didn't need somebody else. I don't think they're opening the brand new stadium with either of these guys being the starter. <laughs> that's just kind of my, my thought. Now that's year 2027. So long way away there, but Sam, uh, let's hear from quarterback coach, Charles London, uh, a different voice talking about Malik's progress and then what these two guys have been doing as backups throughout the last, Two months. Yeah, you
0: know, I think with anything, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. And uh, he went in there, it was a tough situation. It's, you know, the game's on the line. It's kind of a two-minute situation, but I thought he did a good job for us. And I just think as he continues to get more experience, continue to play and get his feet wet, um, I think you'll continue to see him grow. As a young player, like, you feel like, you know, you put him in that situation, he knows he has to make a play for you guys. How do you manage, like, trying to keep him from pressing too much but still going out there helping you out. You know, we just asked him to go in there, relax, and, and and don't force anything. Just go in there, take what the defense has given us, go through the reads, go through the progression, and, uh, you know, um, just try to try to execute the play the best of his ability. So we didn't want him to go out there and try to be Superman and try to do something that he couldn't do, and we just impressed that upon him when he went in the game. How's, How's it been going and trying to evaluate both of those guys? I know you guys are doing this things on Monday and stuff like that. Like, how has that gone? Do you feel like you've gained in that way in terms of evaluation? Yeah, I I think it's been great for those guys. You know, Obviously, we've done some work on Mondays. They do work uh, after practice, and uh, they've both been really engaged in meetings. They both understand the game plan. they both done a good job of asking good questions and understanding what their job is, and it's really to be a good caddy to Ryan right now, and and they've done a good job of that, and I just think we're continuing to find ways to develop them and get them reps and and get them thrown to different guys, and we'll continue to do that. How much
1: difference is there for, for a guy like Malik, or really anybody else, between getting Thrown into a game versus having a week, you know, first team reps, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, going into a game
0: as a starter. Sure, well, you know that's the life of a backup quarterback. You got to be ready at any point to be thrown in there and, and operate. And the offense can't skip a beat. Now, ideally, in a perfect world, would you like somebody to have a week's worth of prep and everything? Yeah, but that's that's not the life that those guys are living right now. So, not only do they have to know the offense like the, like the back of their hand, but they also have to get our defense ready for the looks that we're going to see. So, um, actually, I told them when the season started, their job gotten actually harder because they have to know our offense with, with minimal reps and then be able to help our defense out both ways. So I think both of them have done a great job of bouncing that out.
2: So there's Charles London, uh, the Titans quarterback coach there. Uh, you know, I think, you know, he said the right things and these guys have been a caddy to Ryan Tannehill the last six, seven weeks, which I thought was an interesting uh, comment there too, Sam.
3: Yeah. I mean, this is a typical Charles London response when we, whenever we talk to him, Um, And I popped over there to, you know, see what to get the video and see what all he was saying and stuff. And he tends to lean more positive. Uh, He does. I will say uh, there's a comment here that says uh, he's never been a quarterback's coach before from Matt. That's not true. Uh, He was the quarterback coach in Atlanta with Desmond Ritter last year. Um, And
2: he hasn't been a quarterback coach very long.
3: But yeah, uh, he did, did. He got some production from Desmond Ritter, which, uh, as you see, kind of this year is is impressive. I think he was the quarterback coach at least. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, but I'm pulling
2: I'm, up. I'm pulling up. I'm pretty
3: sure thing. he was the quarterbacks coach for Desmond Ritter and Marcus Mariota last season. The
2: last two seasons, he was the quarterback coach in, in uh, Atlanta. Before that, running backs coach for the previous decade, going back to Penn State, Houston, Texans, Chicago Bears. Yeah, he was actually on the Titans 2011 staff as an assistant, and then a running back coach out of Duke, uh, back in the mid 2000s. So, um, you know, that's, yeah, yeah. He was the
3: quarterback coach in Atlanta though. Um, and.
2: But he's a running, he played running back. Yeah. So, I mean,
3: but he, he, he's done it and he's done it for, this is now his third season as a quarterback's coach. And he did do a very good job with Desmond Ritter, uh, because as we've seen this year, Desmond Ritter kind of sucks. Uh, and he Charles, to,
2: Charles London was a hot, hot name to be an offensive coordinator. Yep. Not just a quarterbacks coach. Yeah. So, he was very I, much yeah.
3: like the Titans had to pay him to get him to come be a quarterbacks coach, uh, and and switch, like switch his job and, and change yeah. teams lateral move, coach for a lateral yeah. move. They had to pay him big time. Uh, so, it was a good hire. I still think it's a good hire. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, very positive overall. And I think he did kind of contradict himself a little bit when he said, like, again, really tough spot for Malik. I thought he did a really good job. And then also said, but that's the job of a backup quarterback. So like both things, I, I
2: don't it, think it was contrary. I think it was like, yeah, that was tough. Down eight, that's offensive right. line. That's what you do. <laughs> offensive line's not very good, but hey, that, that's what it is. You, know, you have to be able to be in there and, and do that. So um, before we get to our next question, Sam, I do have something. Uh, who does Charles London remind you of? Just oh, looking goodness. at him and, and listening to him. I have two people that Charles London is a combination of.
3: I have no idea where you're going with
2: that. Charles London looks and talks like the combination of Russell Wilson and Josh Dobbs. Watch this. Russell Wilson and Josh Dobbs, combination. No, I can hear
3: the voice of Russell Wilson for sure.
2: And All right,
0: watch it. Yeah, you know, I think with anything, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. And uh, he went in there. It was a tough situation. It's, you know, the game's on the line. It's kind of a two-minute situation. But I thought he did a good job for us. And I just think as he continues to get more experience, continue to play and get his feet wet, um, I think you are continue to see him grow. As I'm a watching. young
3: player, like you feel like. I don't see the Josh Dobbs thing. I can can hear Russell Wilson for sure. The
2: cadence is Josh Dobbs, Russell Wilson, absolutely.
3: He sounds like Russell Wilson. There's no doubt about it. I can hear that guy going, Mr. Unleashed.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Russell Wilson with a little bit of flavor of Josh Dobbs in there. That's Charles London. All right. Anyway. All right. Factor fiction time, Sam. Factor fiction time. Listen up. If the Titans go with Will Levis they ruin Malik Willis. If the Titans go with Will Levis, they ruin Malik Willis. That is our fact or fiction today. Let us know, is that fact? Is that fiction? Fiction means fake uh, for those that need to know that. But first, farm your health plans. Uh, FBHP.com slash ATOZ is where you can turn for your health coverage. Get better. With your health coverage, you deserve better with your health coverage. Right there, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. They've been serving Tennesseans for over 75 years. They can whatever situation you may be in, farm your health plans can get you where you need to be. So plan on them for health dental vision. FBHP.com slash ATOZ.
3: Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. It's the bonus code ATOZ Sports for $1,500, up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, that's a second chance to win big with money back in the form of a bonus bet at uh, betmgm.com and the bonus code ATOZ Sports.
2: All right, Sam, fact or fiction? If the Titans go with Will Levis, they ruin. Malik Willis. That is our fact or fiction today. What does the chat think about this one?
3: Mark's got a fiction. Andre says it's fiction. Pistol Ramsey says fiction. So does Josh, who says Malik's already ruined. So does Tyler, uh, John says Malik ruined Malik. Alex is fiction. Jaren is fiction. Eric is fiction. Steven says, yes, he, he agrees with it. Rambo says it is facts. Hello, lady says it's fiction. Bork says it is facts. Uh, Zoe says fiction. Jacques says fiction. Uh, we got fiction from MB. Willis will ruin himself. Uh, fiction from Johnny. Uh, we've got facts from Justin says ruin his future with the Titans. Uh, Kicks good says fact. Uh, le- fiction from Demetrius. Fiction from Dre. Fiction from Darren, who says Willis is already ruined, which is Weird that Darren confused me because Darren is also says he wants to play Willis, but then says Willis is already ruined. Is this a potential tank move from Darren? He wants to play Malik because uh, he wants the Titans to get a better draft pick. I don't know. Roger says it's a fact. Terrence says it's a fact. Uh, Scary Harry says it's fiction. Lemetrius says it is facts. Um, and I'm gonna get out in front and say this is fiction. Oh. Uh, Malik Willis is what Malik Willis is. Uh, I think it's already determined. Um, I think that playing him, not playing him, practicing him, not practicing him does not have a uh, substantial impact on who Malik Willis is in his NFL career or who he will be for the Titans. I think we've seen enough and we know enough already uh, to to have an idea of that. I actually think you could make an argument the other way that you could ruin Will Levis by not giving him opportunities to play uh, throughout his room. No, so like, he, you know,
2: here's my thought. Here, I, I could envision a hypothetical where the Titans start Malik against the Falcons, and they see what he does with that week of preparation and not in a backup role, right? You give Malik a chance to do that with prep, and if Malik plays well, okay, you go into Pittsburgh with Malik. If Malik doesn't play well, now you can go back to Will. But if you start Will Levis against Atlanta and you jump him over, you leapfrog him over Malik and Will Levis struggles, you stay with Will Levis. You don't go back, you don't go backwards. That is my point. If you start Levis. Before you start Willis, not backup Willis, you start Willis. I don't think there's turning back outside of injury. That's that's my point here.
3: You already made that decision when you drafted him. You already made that decision when you benched him for Josh Dobbs. This idea that playing Will so Levis, now you're
2: going to do it again. So my answer is it's fact. Done. It's done. My answer is fact that if that's the move, Malik's done. Like it once already done, but. Right, but now you're – honestly, you're calling it.
3: I mean, I guess, yeah, but, you know, you're calling a spade a spade. Like, I don't think you're doing anything with that. Like, I I think when you drafted Will Levis and you benched Malik Willis for Josh Dobbs, you – Yeah,
2: but that was was rookie year. That was, hey, this was never the plan. The benching,
3: okay. The drafting of Will Levis, no. When you traded up to draft Will Levis, you declared Malik Willis dead on arrival. At that point in time as a Tennessee Titan. I I did not think there was a world after you made that draft pick where Malik Willis was the Titans' future. I don't don't think
2: so. I, I think you I think you go into there with a hell of a battle for 2024 starting job. But right now, if you leapfrog Levis over Malik right now for this Falcons game, so Malik doesn't get the opportunity to start a game, it is Over, over. It is done. You can believe that it was over when they drafted Levis. I can ride that. But they are (laughs) showing you if they start Levis versus Atlanta, there is no going back. The only way Murray starts a game is if both Levis and Tannehill are injured. Yeah, I think,
3: but I think you you asked, like, does it ruin him? I don't think it ruins him at all. Like, I mean, it, it might be the declaration that you said that it's over, Uh but I don't think it ruins Malik or ruins Malik's chances or hurts who he is as a player. I think what he is as a player has already been decided and how the Titans view it. Like, yeah. I mean, is there a world that, is there a realistic world that Malik Willis comes out and like lights the world on fire against Atlanta and then like continues to just play well and it's the Titans future at quarterback next year? I don't think so at all.
2: Yeah. Is there a world that, Malik could start for the Titans and the Titans beat the Falcons. Yeah. There there is a world I mean, they could
3: win the game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
2: They could win the game. Yes.
3: I don't think that changes the way, uh, I don't know. Uh, You got some super chats here. Darren does clarify that. Yes, he does want the Titans to play for the draft. So that explains his uh, Mm -hmm. play Malik take, which makes a lot more sense now. Kane says it won't ruin Malik, but it will F up the fan base even more. To bench Malik?
2: Yes. The, the people that have been in Malik's corner since he was drafted would be very, very turned off if that's – if they – They should have start, already
3: been turned off. Like no, I, I, look, I'm not saying
2: I'm – not, I'm not saying that they should or shouldn't. I'm just saying the people that are in Malik's corner would be very turned off if they start Levis Listen, versus okay. Atlanta.
3: I think, I think it is more detrimental or potentially detrimental to the Titans future and to Will Levis to trade up to damn near the first round, be willing to trade up into the first round to draft a quarterback, draft that quarterback, have him go through camp. Unfortunate injury makes him your third string and then have a starting quarterback in a contract year who's injured, can't walk on crutches, and bad when he does play football right now, and you have absolutely no answers at quarterback, and this guy that you drafted for you to not play him against the Falcons at home with two weeks of preparation for a quarterback that we've already seen play a number of games, who has shown zero signs of development, who was pretty much the same guy in the preseason that he's been in the regular season and that you drafted was drafted by a different general manager about 45 picks after Mm -hmm. I think it is more detrimental to the Titans to not play Will Levis than it is for Malik Willis. Like I don't get how there's a question of like, can this potentially ruin Malik? I think this is the time to check out Will Levis. And so what would turn off a fan base Trading up, missing out an opportunity to draft a wide receiver like Jalen Hyatt or Cedric Tillman or a number of other guys to trade up and go get
2: Will Levis to then not play him for a guy look, who we look, know I, what he is. I agree. I'm again, I agree with you. I agree with you. But my point is, if they want any ability to 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 have Malik around, and you start Levis versus the Falcons. It's over for Malik. Like, there is no going back. That's my point. The, if you start Malik against the Falcons, then you can go with Will Levis against Pittsburgh the next game. And that is a justifiable decision to say, okay, Malik was the backup. Ryan
3: Tannehill might be back by then, though.
2: No, he's not. It's Thursday night game. There's no way in hell. Oh, true. no way. Okay. True. No way in hell. So that's. But then, that's but then you're it. doing Will Levis on three oh, days prep. No, but, but Will Levis. By week plus three days prep, right? So it's not like it's, yeah, but you're not.
3: You're, I don't know how much Steelers film you're watching. Oh,
2: for for Thursday games, you're kind of doing both. But hey, but my point is if you don't give Malik the opportunity to start the first game after Tannehill's injury, then you're saying this thing's over. He's not going to be here next year, probably, right? All right.
3: Probably. Yeah.
2: All right, let's go ahead and get the two get the Wednesday trivia. Uh, well, uh, kick it to the king. Just drop another the super chat in there, so oh, we got to read sorry. this. Yeah, you go. Ahead, throw uh, it up. All right, I got it. Um, so he says, uh, the one reason possibly couldn't see Will Levis because Will is on the field. It starts the clock on Vrabel if he falters. Vrabel's done. That's all on, on. Honestly, not. Um, not a bad, bad. opinion. <laughs> like, yeah, he yeah. does start, and his, you know, also starts the clock on Rand Carthon, yeah, to an extent. Yeah. All right, not time quite. for trivia. Let's go ahead and get uh, Wednesday trivia here off and rolling. Big shout out to Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process. Go see them in Lebanon. Our friend Payne Bone out there does a great job. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Sam, are you ready for our trivia today? Let's do it. One, let's hit it.
3: All right, here, let's, I'll I'll give you guys a little bit of a, we need a zoom here. A little little zoom, a little zoom in here. All right, there we go. I think that's good. Yeah. Might need to bump it up to see some of the questions. All right, where are we starting today, guys? I think we can start uh, on beverages. I'll make that call and we'll get it going. The most interesting man in the world was an advertising campaign used by what brand of Mexican beer? I know this. Austin, do you know this off the top of your head? Uh, Yeah, I do. All right. Well, we'll once upon the a
2: time was my favorite go-to Mexican beer. Really interesting.
3: Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. The, the most interesting man in the world, an advertising campaign used by what brand of Mexican beer? Chat is all over it. With most of you guys, I would look like Josh, Donald, Matt, Trey, uh, Eric, Mister Jones. Everybody's in there. It is Dos Equis.
2: Yes, Dos Equis. All right. Next. Uh, I did see somebody said they want us to go to college football next. So let's go college football for a second.
3: Timmy Chang set an at-the-time NCAA oh. record with 17,000 career passing yards while playing for this at-the-time WAC school from 2000 to 2004. Timmy Chang set an all-time NCAA record with 17,000 career passing yards while playing for this at-the-time WAC school from 2000 to 2004. Do Sam have- do
2: you know do you know this because this was a little bit before your time right I
3: don't know this I you don't I have a guess but
2: All right, I the chat is full of it what's your guess
3: yeah I'm not I don't have the I'm still on the yeah. do, doseki's chat okay at the time whack would mean potentially no longer whack
2: just what's your guess
3: San Diego State nope that would be Hawaii. I was gonna say Hawaii, and then I thought that was too obvious. I Chang and Hawaii. Nobody's gonna believe me, but I my guess when I said I have a guess was Hawaii, and then I talked myself out of it into saying something different. Um,
2: yeah, I and mean, Hawaii had a run on quarterbacks there; that were just putting up stupid numbers. Colt yeah. Brennan was. But another like one? I feel
3: like I would. I don't know. I I don't remember. I know I've heard of him before, but I don't remember hearing of him as like Hawaii. Oh, I remember yeah. hearing of like obviously Colt Brennan and those guys is like oh that's a Hawaii quarterback but
2: yeah David Brown says June Jones was putting up was putting up points and yards absolutely um, all right so next let's go with books <laughs>
3: all right and then I see some chat on movies so we'll go books then okay. movies okay in 1925 F Scott Fitzgerald published this Amer- famous American novel set in the Jazz Age depicting uh, narrator Nick Carraway and his interactions with the mysterious millionaire. I know this. I love it.
2: I think I know this, but I'm not very confident at all.
3: Uh, do you have a guess?
2: I, my guess was going to, and I've seen it in the chat, so I'm not going to, uh, The Great Gatsby, right?
3: Yes, it is. Okay. Nick Carraway, uh, the journalist, uh, and his interactions with Mr. Gatsby. It is a, uh, so, Daniel hates The Great Gatsby. I love Gatsby. It is one of my favorite books. Uh which turned into a film that is just as marvelous. So I'm I don't big, think I've
2: seen the movie. So it's, it's a good movie.
3: It's solid. Yeah. Uh, the great right. Gatsby is in fact the answer here. F Scott, shout out to F Scott Fitzgerald who had a very tortured life actually. Mm. Um,
2: Look at that. Sam knows yeah. things about F Scott. All right. Movies was next, right?
3: Uh, yeah. Movies is next in 2009 live action remake of Aladdin. What Academy award-winning actor played the genie? do you know it i who checked. played the genie I, I in don't the, know if I, i'm gonna scroll so i don't see the chat do you know it austin
2: yeah do you know who played the original genie the cartoon genie
3: i don't know either one Ooh, my man. guess for this one is somebody like the rock like it's got to be somebody of that elk um
2: the rock would have been good but it was not uh but yeah, The chat but is all over this it is will smith he was the
3: genie, really.
2: Yep, Will Smith. He, he did a good genie. Now the original genie, Robin Williams, uh, still the goat genie, but Will Smith did do a good genie.
3: I, I did. I have not seen the live action remake of uh, uh,
2: Aladdin. Was my Aladdin my number one Disney movie? Nobody's touching it. Aladdin, by Aladdin's far, a good
3: one. It's a good musical. Yep. I've seen the musical a few times. Um, but you
2: didn't know who played the genie originally. Come on. And Trey says that yeah, Santa, but you live under a it. It doesn't
3: place. make any sense. No, I don't think I've ever seen the original Aladdin movie. I've yeah. just seen the musical.
2: The musical, but you haven't seen the original Aladdin? Oh my. Yeah. God. Uh, yeah. Nate says he's not talking about Jada in the chat today. All right. So next category.
3: Oh, yeah. We got to.
2: Let's oh. go with our celebrity mashup. Let's just go right in the center uh, with okay. the mashup. Okay. Okay.
3: Oh uh, I know it. I've got it. Two celebrities.
2: Hold on. I'm I'm still working on this. The hair, I feel like I'm close on the female.
3: Do you have the middle?
2: No. Kristen Bell? Is that the hair?
3: See what the chat thinks.
2: Um, Zine says Kristen Bell... Gwyneth Paltrow and Demi Moore have also gotten. I think it's Kristen Bell.
3: I'm going to say. Can I tell you what I believe? Yeah, I believe this is Kristen Bell and Stanley Tucci. I don't know who Stanley Tucci is. Um, he's in the Hunger Games.
2: Oh, okay.
3: He was in um. What's the the show about? The.
2: Every the, guy, the chat is now on. Uh, stanley tucci and uh yeah
3: i i'm i'm very feel who very is, good. who is
2: tucci in the hunger games
3: he's uh caesar flickerman the announcer oh, oh.
2: the host guy okay yeah. i see that now yeah i i'm terrible at actor names even the guy that has his first name is my last name i still don't even do you think i'd know that one
3: oh all right let's go
2: Okay, so, Sam, I saw you were going to go to baseball first.
3: Yeah, yeah right. I, I, well, this is my my wheelhouse here. What American League East team lost in the ALCS back-to-back seasons in 15 and 16, losing to Kansas City and Cleveland? I've got it.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know my NL for my AL half the time. So What I American
3: League East team lost in the ALCS in back-to-back seasons in 2005 and 2016, or 2015 and 16, losing to Kansas City and Cleveland?
2: American League East, so that's like Yankees, Sox?
3: Yes, that is that division.
2: Yankees, I mean, I feel like it would be the Yankees, right? It
3: is not the Yankees.
2: It's not? Would it be the Rays? It is not the Rays. Okay, I mean, you know it, obviously, right? Yes. So, who else could it be? The Blue Jays (laughs) or the The, Red Sox? That division
3: is Yankees, Red Sox, Rays, Orioles, Blue Jays
2: oh okay who is it because clearly i'm just listening off the team it is to it.
3: the toronto blue jays okay uh chat was pretty split on it we had some people that were on it but it is the toronto blue jays uh yeah a couple couple trips to the alcs those joey bats edwin encarnacion mm-hmm. teams uh, and people remember the jose bautista home run oh in- yeah okay I believe that was in the division series against Texas. One of Uh, that's when
2: bat flips were the most disrespectful thing you could have done.
3: Yeah. uh, But those Toronto blue Jays teams never did quite get over the hump.
2: All right, let's go uh, TV. Then we'll do NFL. Then we'll end on music.
3: Carrie Russell earned three best actress Emmy nominations for her lead role in this acclaimed FX period spy drama that ran from 2013 to 2018. No clue. I believe I know it. Read it one more time. Mr. Jones says I Googled it, brother. I am a, uh, I know baseball. Okay. I I know my baseball playoffs. Carrie Russell earned three best actress Emmy nominations for her role in this acclaimed FX uh, period spy drama that ran from 13 to 18. And the uh,
2: American Americans is Americans
3: named. is what the chat is all over here. Um, and I do like that answer. So All right, let's go with the Americans. Let's go ride with the chat and go with.
2: Oh, is it just Americans? Oh, there it is. Boom. There you go. All right. Good job, guys. All right, let's do music. Uh, Dre wants us to do music first and end of the NFL. That's
3: which part. singer released the 2004 hit song. One, two step featuring Missy Elliott, along with other hits during the air, such as goodies. And Oh, <laughs> this is Boston <laughs> Stanley. I know, you know, this one.
2: Oh, it's so funny because we mentioned Russell Wilson earlier in the show.
3: Do you have your answer?
2: Yeah, Sierra.
3: All right, there you go.
2: Sierra! <laughs> how, how funny. In the last 20 minutes, we've had a Russell Wilson and Sierra mentions on the show.
3: All right, here we go. NFL as the last one. After leading the NFL in rushing yards with the Cowboys, this running back sign with the Eagles lasting one hey. season before going to your Tennessee Titans uh, need, I, I mean, yeah, we can go ahead and put the answer and everybody's yeah. gonna know. It. personal
2: the- for the audience here for DeMarco Murray.
3: I liked DeMarco Murray, man. How uh, I'm do- curious. How did Titans fans feel about DeMarco Murray?
2: They, he was really, really good until he wasn't. And they kept playing him over Derrick Henry. But also Derrick Henry had to figure some things out too.
3: Yeah. I was a big DeMarco Murray fan.
2: DeMarco did a great job in helping the Titans become the winning Titans and not the awful Titans. So DeMarco deserves a lot of credit. Nice guy. Hey. Um,
3: And shout out to you guys. Hey, first time we've gone nine for nine without needing the double dip. So uh, a great job by by everybody.
2: I'll tell DeMarco Murray's story here in a second. But also don't forget, 40% off all of our merch all of our merch, 40% off all of our merch. We're trying to get rid of stuff because we're in transition with our merch, and I don't want it in my house, neither does Zach. So go buy our merch, shop.a-to-zsportsnashville.com until it's gone. So we appreciate that. But, yeah, DeMarco uh, used to work out for all the people that don't think uh, me and Sam are like normal size or above average size <sighs> human beings. Uh, I worked out a few times with DeMarco Murray after his playing clear- career was over. So uh, good dude there for DeMarco.
3: Where did you see Marco Murray at? All the time. Yeah, you're not going to dox your gym, but. No, he's
2: this was several years. He's moved out of the state, I believe, at this point.
3: No. But, okay. All right,
2: guys, that'll wrap it up for us. Make sure you like the show on the way out. You're asking for
3: the link again. Oh, the link before you head out. out.
2: I got it. I got it. Hold tight. Let me grab it. It's right here. Link going to link it for you guys. Yes. Please buy everything we have. Dropping the link, right?
3: There yes. it is. All right. Boom.
2: Sweet. Thank you. How long is the 40% off until it's gone? <laughs> so please it's going fast. Lou man says. So yeah, uh, whenever we're out of it, we're out of it. That's about it. But Hey, like the show before you go hit that thumbs up button for us, please. We appreciate you guys. I'm out the rest of the week. It's the Sam and Jack show the rest of the week too. Yes, uh, sir. For the bye week for me, I'll see you guys on Monday. Sam and Jack holding it down the rest of the week. Appreciate it as always.